Welcome to the Chips Groove Radio Podcast. I'm your host, Mike, and today we're covering Yuzo Koshiro's epic, Act Razor. Act Razor is a very different experience. At the time it came out, we either had strategy games or action games. In between the platforming of monsters and timing were subdued interludes of literal world-building that found us crafting cities and protecting townsfolk. It truly was a unique game, and it was designed very well. The platforming did feel a bit off, but after ruthless games like Castlevania, it wasn't really a deterrent. I remember my brother having brought it home, yet another casualty of the video store purging, I have this distinct memory of my sister and I walking downstairs after having been out with our grandpa all day and looking across the basement we saw on our tiny television that had been donated to us from that said grandpa years before, a small object flying around the city. Now, my initial impression was, holy crap, Paul just got the airship in Final Fantasy 2 or 4 for our international listeners, something neither of us had done yet. I ran up to the screen only to find a little cherub firing arrows. This is not Final Fantasy II. That was my introduction to this beautiful game. Sheer disappointment. But it was very short-lived as I watched him play. I thought to myself, this game is pretty cool, and by that point I was already balls deep in Dune 2 on PC, so I loved me some strategy. I won't dive too deep, but this is not so much a strategy game as it is just a civilization sim, and that was fine by me. The music in that simulation was so delicate and hopeful. I really enjoyed it, and for how simple it is, it does have many parts that seemingly compound upon each other to deliver something beautiful. That's where we will start this episode. Yuzo Koshiro brings such a grandiose feeling to even a system like Super Nintendo. It feels like he employed a full orchestra in order to create the soundtrack for ActRaiser. From the deep and spacious horns in the introduction to the sweeping organs that add majesty to every song, Koshiro uses his talents to bring an intricately crafted and fine-tuned album to us. His use of subtlety is a key feature I want to mention because the album at times can be fast-paced, but leans much more into elegant and stylish than up-tempo. He knows when to grab you, like in the first level theme, Fillmore, and when to lay back and it provides a very well-rounded listen. So let's start off with the banger that everyone loves.
Now, I'm pretty positive Koshiro wanted to start the gameplay with such a powerful song to hook us immediately, and goddamn if it didn't work. What an astounding song. It's just a wonderful melody. All the instruments come alive in this song with a very tangible power to them. Fillmore is my favorite track, if only for that damn bass and his slap octaves. The real tight and crisp slapping bass just elevates the song even more for me. Now, all that said, I do want to especially draw attention to the main melody delivered by organs. Yuzo Koshiro's keywork is on display in this song, and he delivers that wonderful melody that isn't very intricate, but has all the power to give me goosebumps every time I hear it. When he sustains those notes at the end of the melody, it just grabs me. The sense of adventure and desperation of the in-game situation is so palpable. Fillmore is easily one of the 16-bit generation's finest. Now, taking it step by step, I want to take the next song as an example of the depth of Kushiro's talents. Ido's Temple has an anxious opening, with the strings playing staccato and the horns building to what feels like the beginning of an epic battle. But it does take a turn into much more of a somber experience as we listen on. The dark temple that the player traverses is on full display here in a very diminished song. This song really adds to the environment and also gives the listener a a sense of watching a play. You can really imagine sitting in an amphitheater and watching this eccentric story unfold. That's one point I want to touch on with this soundtrack. Yuzo Koshiro developed the soundtrack in an unusual way by video game standards by giving it such a grand feel, especially for the time. His post-romanticism influences and inspirations are pretty self-evident in this soundtrack simply because of the orchestra that he created. What was produced is a beautiful piece that feels like it could accompany an epic play, maybe even an opera. It goes without saying he was inspired primarily by orchestral music for the soundtrack, but what is even more impressive is how he got it to sound on such an early system. The SPC-700 sound chip for the SNES really allowed for sampling and, after the NES, allowed composers to get extremely creative. Koshiro utilized all those tools, and he made it the most majestic soundtrack the system had ever seen at the time. The next song I'd like to showcase is probably one of the album's most intense songs, Powerful Enemy. 
It starts with blaring horns and deep timpani. It really sets the stage for stressful boss encounters, and although the song has a relatively short loop, it is very well constructed. Complete with a build-up and even a bit of an interlude, the song captures just another bit of style from Koshiro. can't really be understated simply because of the urgency behind it. The horns really drive this song with their stings of intensity and that really deep trombone in the background. With the snare drums charging forward, the tempo of the song adds to the tension and really helps the song deliver that message quickly and easily. The percussion and horns really play off each other in a back and forth volley. Excitement and that urgency are really the words I think of when I listen to this song. For a change of pace, on the opposite end of the spectrum, the next song, North Wall, is a very mellow and just plain beautiful song. It has such a gentle and steady plucking of harp strings, the, the song just meanders on. The walk of the woodwinds really makes me feel a sense of wonder and reluctant beauty. There's an ominous nature to this track that I really like. Koshiro really constructed a song that can be can be ominous, yet oddly playful at the same time, if that makes sense. I like when the woodwind drops out and the main strings outside of the harp are really synthesized. You can hear those pitch bends, and I think that the really the manufactured nature of the way he placed them in the song adds to a feeling that something is just a little bit off. Thank you. 
Koshiro really took it to a different place for me. You know, that innocence and beauty that you can hear in this song, it just it's just on a different level. Those harps, as simple as they are, really give a gentleness in an otherwise dangerous moment. When the harp does that walk down in the middle, it gets even more playful. Uh, then to, you know, to top it off at the end of the loop, come the strings again to mirror it. When the bass kicks in, it darkens it a bit, and it really keeps that necessary tone to remind the listener and the player that this is still a dangerous place. It's blends like these that elevate songs when we listen to them. Can a song elicit more than one emotion? Absolutely. When it happens in music for me, I'm very excited. I love when a song can be simple and straightforward, yet offer something to make me consider the motives or intention behind it. And the fun part is, it is all up to interpretation, really. There's a real importance behind that, you know, with art and music especially, you know, interpreting what you're you're listening to and what the composer was trying to put forward versus what we're taking from it. It, it can be taken so many different ways, and I just love when uh, a song takes that extra step to not only make us have those thoughts, but to almost encourage it. Pyramid Morana is another dungeon song that accompanies the hero as he slays demon and beasts on his way to a great evil. Yet again, it has an elegance and soft feel to it. That romanticism I was talking about earlier really feels present in this song, as after the first section it evolves into a more delicate piece with staccato strings and a flute offering the main theme. It really is beautiful. It's another one of those interesting methods being utilized here, introducing the song with something that implies something completely different than the rest of the song. The dark, monster-filled tomb feeling is expressed in the first bars, 
as it goes on, the soft symphony fades in and takes the song somewhere almost innocent and serene. Listening to the song now, it really does capture that Egyptian feel pretty well, even if it leans into stereotypical ideas and melodies. The oboe playing a main role in this song really brings forth that image of a desert, a haunted tomb filled with sarcophagi, booby traps, and mummies. You know, all the tropes. <laughs> but even so, it's, it's a nice song once all of that is brushed aside, and that is when it spreads its wings. The ending theme begins with all the pomp and circumstance you would expect from a fantasy epic just like Actraiser. It even opens with something highly reminiscent of a Fox Studios film production. <laughs> and from there, it really pulls out all the stops of everything you hear on the album. It delivers all of its ups and downs, fluttering flutes and snappy snare drums marching along. It isn't one of the longest ending themes for the generation by any stretch of the imagination, but it does deliver a song that is very rewarding simply with how bright and full it is. In the middle, it stops off for a short theme from Ido's Temple that adds a balance between loud and intense and soft and elegant. is a feeling of, of accomplishment and success when you're listening to that song. The horns really drive home that feeling, and, and the marching drums are, are very uh, uplifting, I would say. That's, that's the only word I can think of right now. Um, and I think it, it delivers a song that's worthy of the, the game experience and the album that you just listened to. Now again, those images of thespians on stage belting out songs and flitting about a stage are planted in our minds as we listen. It's a great, grand demonstration by Koshiro, and he brought it to life in a way that was really extraordinarily unique on the Super Nintendo. His post-romanticism musical influences are something I've noted on this soundtrack. The scale of this game is, in theory, massive much like the idea of blending operatic and symphonic themes. The game, for what it is, has an over-the-top feel to it, and I don't mean that, you know, thinking it's ridiculous, funny, or stupid. I mean it is a highly dramatic idea of what civilization used to be, and on top of that is the whole wrath of gods thing with an angelic savior, you know, guiding the world's inhabitants to safety and prosperity. Actraiser is a highly fantastical adventure rooted in religious iconography and ideology. It is something that feels like it could be on stage in an opera or Broadway musical. 
Koshiro's beautiful score just handles that and perhaps even cements the whole experience into that frame of mind. I mean, this game was incredibly unique, again, for the time by blending intense platforming action and stopping off for lengthy Civ simulations in between. It is an experience I'll never forget, and I have so many fond memories of it. In the end, the game's design and Koshiro's compositions come together to feed off one another like a perfect symbiotic relationship of romanticism, opera, religion, and fantasy. And one of the most awe-inducing things about this game is its soundtrack and what Koshiro was able to achieve at this stage of the game in video game development. He begins the album with the sounding of horns as if calling soldiers to battle, dances from elegant and diminished to epic, high-tempo compositions, and he caps it off with what I interpret as an ovation. It is no shock that the score has been performed live with an orchestra several times, and even got its own release. I know you can still buy it, it is out there, probably more so on third-party sites, but it did just get a vinyl remaster a couple years ago, so you may even be able to scrounge one up. Koshiro was brought back for the ActRaiser Renaissance game, a reimagining of the Super Nintendo classic, he even composed new songs and remixed songs for the project, and it's wonderful. Mayhaps in the future I will revisit it as the official full-length ActRaiser experience. But for my money, this will always be the definitive edition. Really, I can't say enough good things about this. I'm sure that's glaringly obvious to you guys at this point. Um, it is a 10 out of 10 soundtrack. Um, the beauty and majesty coming along with the compositions is just something to behold. And Koshiro deserves every accolade. I, I think he, he did such a wonderful job on this and he brought the game to life. You know, it's, it's that simple. Again, like I always say, find a way to listen to it. You won't be disappointed. There are plenty of songs left on the soundtrack that you didn't get a taste of and it's totally worth it. As always, thank you guys so much for listening. If you would be so kind, please like, subscribe, leave a review. I'd really appreciate any feedback. Join our Facebook group, the Chips Groove Podcast. I'd love to hear from you guys. Take suggestions, any feedback. Thank you again for listening, and I will see you next time.